Bachelor in Theory. My name is Julia Deloise. I'm your host. And I want you to welcome back to the show. This is the guest. So nice. I had to have him on twice. Chris Drew. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I like that I'm known in your circle as the person who introduced you to The Bachelor. You're my Bachelor upline. The upline. Yes, That's yes, what it was. Yeah, yes. yeah. Hello. Guilty. Um, Chris, I sort of feel like... I feel like this is what I feel like my journey has been with this season. I feel like I was sort of like maybe like kind of being a hero in the beginning, like sort of like trying to go at it alone. And maybe in another season I could have like handled it. But this season has been so rough on the heart, really. When you say go it alone, you mean like for your show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That now I'm like feeling trepidation about and, And also about doing it alone. But I also was just like I had a good time. You know what I mean? Like I so much fun with Sarah and Crosby and you and um and I'm also feeling anxious about doing it alone it's not for the faint of heart this, yeah. this season of The Bachelor would you say that's a fair assessment I would say trying to do a solo Bachelor podcast would be like trying to win the amazing race by yourself mm. it's against the rules I've never seen the amazing race but and also to be fair you do a really good job with the uh, I, it wasn't a criticism of you i'm talking oh, about like the yeah, show yeah, yeah. in general this... i didn't think that until you said it okay well i still don't mean it that okay. way <laughs> cool uh okay so speaking of not for the faint of heart chris we get right into it and look we you and i and and, and i think people in general i think uh we're too busy actually uh right now to kind of recap this Moment by moment, I wouldn't expect anyone to do it at this point in the season. I think we're all just, like, hustling (laughs) for the end. Uh, But you also had some really interesting theories that I want to talk about. So so this episode is less, you know, recapping moment by moment and more uh, broad strokes and, and theories. I'm in. Cool. So we get right into it with a motherfucking doozy. We get this conversation with Matt's dad about, and, and, oh man, I don't even, Chris, I don't even like, we just watched this tonight and I don't even know if I can like digest this yet. I do think, you know, I think it's like pretty, pretty fucked up that like we don't ask white men to, uh, you know, fucking like divulge this stuff and to be vulnerable in this way this scene felt on one hand it felt exploitative and and you said yourself you had a bad feeling watching it too you felt like the dad yeah i felt like the dad was completely misled into why he was gonna be on the show he walked into the room kind of smiles and was like oh man this is nice what a nice place and it's just like, what did they tell this dude beforehand? Yeah, it felt bad. It it felt bad. And um, you know, I'm not I'm not here to you know like, it seems like dude has never watched the show, but I don't I don't know that for sure. But yeah. it's but it, so so someone could say like, how could he not know? You know, but it's right. like, well, if you don't watch the show, and if you're thinking about these bachelor producers. Chances are pretty good that they were like, oh, it's going to be great. We want you to check in with your son. but to propose to someone. We're going to put you in a nice hotel, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, oh, sounds great to me. And then he, and then Matt lays into him, which, you know, I, I, reserving judgment for anything that happened with their actual personal right, lives. Right. But just as far as the television show is concerned, it definitely felt 
very, uh, it felt very bad <laughs> watching it. It felt very totally. bad for this dude. Yeah, when Matt said, like, he said, this isn't a celebration, this is like a journey that I'm on, and it, you know, it's me exploring these things, and it was like, yeah, this dad, this fucking dude was told it was a fucking celebration, that he absolutely was, and, and got dragged here. But it's also, it's also tough because, you know, I say all the time, like, and and uh, many others do too, that it's like, a, we're kind of like we have a problem with how like glossy this show is a lot of the time, and we like you know are sort of exasperating, <laughs> exasperatedly like begging the show to give us these real conversations, and like we want to see people navigating like the tough stuff about you know, navigating a relationship and, and all that stuff. So on one hand, it's like, I would watch, I would watch this show. Like I would be all in if this show gave us more like difficult, tough stuff like that all the time. But it just, something about it felt grimy tonight. The first Black Bachelor, there's a lot of play there and it, 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 it felt not good. Yeah. Not good watching it. I will say now, him having this conversation at the beginning of the episode I actually thought at a couple of key moments I mean he I thought it uh it sort of launched Matt into an episode where for me he came off looking a lot better or pretty good like a lot better than I feel like I've like felt about him in uh the past and it's because of sort of those real moments like he he does share with I think each of the three of them you know, the stuff about his dad and it feels like it is vulnerable, but he's also, I don't know, he's coming from a vulnerable place and he's owning it. And it, I, a lot of those moments like felt really real to me throughout the, the rest of the episode. Do you think being vulnerable is a horny character trait? Being vulnerable is a, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think it can be for sure, for sure. So do you think that they specifically wanted him to be vulnerable on the night of Fantasy Suites? I, yeah. Then, yes. then then if that is true, then I think that uh, it's very funny to think that they had to, they had to reach to make fantasy suites be horny because Matt <laughs> is, as I've heard you say before, in the, you know, at the water cooler, at the Bachelor <laughs> Theory uh, office spaces. Yes. Gorgeous I, space. It's really wonderful. It's like, I feel the same way. Every time I walk in here, I feel the same way that every girl does walking into Matt's hotel room. They're yeah. all like, ooh, this is nice. Yeah. Like, no matter what it was right, like. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's funny that they made, you know, the horniest, the horniest episode. They had to, they had to do the, the most vulnerable thing. And they're, I mean, they're playing those women like puppets too, because you know that, I mean, they're, it, they're so horny, yeah, for Matt to like open up and, and, and kind of on this show, um, yeah, opening up is, is like equated with, you know, like trauma, emotional trauma is sort of like currency in this show. The more you like divulge to somebody, the more like, it's the stronger your connection is just right. inherently <laughs> which is uh fucking ridiculous now so we get into the date with uh michelle first what do you think it means when somebody goes first what kind of what do you ascribe to sort of the order of the fantasy suites dates well i think i think that it definitely going last is definitely reserved for the person who will be most negatively affected by going last sure so that, and that holds up this that's is. that's a that, that's 100 for sure going first is a little bit more it's, it's it's a little bit different i think it's a little bit more freestyle session you know mm. it's a little bit more like okay 
is it a toss up? And so Matt's just like, let me get with this with this one first, or yeah. uh, you know, is the Bachelor or Bachelorette thinking about this is such a gross word, but are they thinking about you know purity or like some version of that, like right. who they who they sleep with first? Does that matter in, 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 for some reason? Yeah, yeah. It seems like it shouldn't, but. <laughs> But also a lot of things that are that don't seem like they should be true are true in this universe. The totally. Bachelor universe. Yes. Now last season, I mean, last season was the most brutal of them, right? Like we had Brendan, Brandon. That going, was the, the dude was in the... the it, when they were making him pick out the engagement rings. Right. And he was fucking freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Rachel... Well... It, we'll we'll get there. She was kind of losing her cool a little bit, but right now we're on this date with Michelle. What do you think of this spa date? The milk and the oatmeal. I'll tell you. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like movies and TV really want you to believe that like being in love is just like like having something like funny on your nose or like in your hair. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> having like flour or like. They were, like, smearing the oatmeal on each other's noses in this way that I sort of feel the same way about that as I do about, like, I don't know, like, a beach wedding or something. Like, it's so, like, contrived, like, manufactured romantic that it doesn't even feel like anyone can do that organically. Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like putting the cake in the in your spouse's mouth at the ugh, wedding. Ugh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, do anything besides that. And yeah. I would be surprised. Right. It's like you, you, or go like I mean, and there are YouTube clips of this and from various bad weddings where they were. I think someone had the same idea as I just had, but they went the other way and they just very aggressively shoved the cake in their <sighs> partner's mouth. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like yeah, do anything besides that because it's so it's so tacky, it's lame. And when she was putting the oatmeal. Like and that wasn't was that that wasn't just like straight up oatmeal. It was like probably had chemicals in it from the damn spa, whatever. And she's putting it in his mouth, and he's just like, "This sucks." He has has a moment of thinking like that. I didn't like that. You know what else I hated about this about this beat was she she's in an in the moment, and she's like saying like, you know, this is how I know it's my person because um, she's like. I can be like covered in butter with him and just feel totally comfortable and having a great time. Here's my problem with that. It's like, if you are on, if you're on a date who like, let's say you're going, you're going to go on a date and guaranteed right off the bat, like, let's say we somehow know that like, you're not going to hit it off with this girl. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a terrible time, but it's not really going to be a connection. What's your best case scenario? The best case scenario is like your date is a really weird, like fun thing that like gives you something to talk about if you don't like have that connection. So to me, like like saying like, I can even be covered in butter. It's like, that's literally the best that it could work out if you didn't have a connection with that person. You yeah. know, like- Also it's all about context too. Like say that at, at Red Lobster at dinner, like, <laughs> like covered in covered in like biscuit butter at Red Lobsters. You know, it's like you were supposed to be covered in butter on this date. Yeah. You were supposed to be. Yeah. It'd be like skydiving and be like, wow, I can't even, even in the sky. Like it's like, yeah, you were supposed to say that. You were- Right, right. This yeah. was manufactured for you to say that. Yeah. But she, she is in love with Matt. That's something they always say. They always yeah. say, and they always say in that inflection too, they say, I am in love with Matt. Yeah. I am in love with Matt. I am in love with Matt. And I'm ready to tell him that. <laughs> so 
so we get that from her. And uh, then my least favorite thing happens. Chris, I can't, I can't explain why I fucking hate this so much. Um, but the, the thing that I hate about the Fantasy Suites episode, I hate when the date card says, uh, you may choose to forego your separate rooms and stay as a couple. I don't know why. I fucking hate stay as a couple so much. I freak the fuck out every is it, time it comes around. Is it, is it as a couple or is it stay? It's stay as a couple. The whole thing you don't like. Yeah, it's it's stay as a couple. Have you ever stayed as a couple somewhere? No, and I never will. Would you? Okay, I yeah. never, ever will. Um, I think what I hate about it is I, I feel like, if I try to interrogate this myself, I feel like they love it. I feel like that's what I hate about it is that they love it. You know, I'm kind of a Grinch about uh, about love and <laughs> other people's You're relationships. You're a fantasy sweet Grinch. I am. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I am. Um, and we get we get stay as a couple uh, three goddamn times. Okay. Wait, I have a stray thought real quick. Yeah, yeah. How many real life couples that watch The Bachelor together do you think have used that in, in like an authentic way? What do you mean? That like, uh, you know, a couple watch it. They're fans of The Bachelor, and so they speak the language. And so one of them says, "I think we should stay as a couple tonight." And that's like, and that's like their sweet little uh, inside joke. Do I joke. think that that happens? Yeah. Um, it's had to have happened, right? It's probably happened. Yeah. What if someone asked you that for the first, like, asked the first time? Like, what if, what if you were, like, you had a couple of dates with somebody, and there was an opportunity to like. To have an overnight <laughs> in real life. But they phrase it that way. But they phrase it that I'm way. I'm out. I'm out. You're out. Yeah. Okay. Out on staying as a couple altogether. You may uh, say your goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you may say your goodbyes to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're out. Can I walk you out? <laughs> yeah. Can I fucking walk you out? <laughs> They're like, to the hotel? You're like, no. To your car. <laughs> yeah. To your Uber. Yeah. We ain't staying here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so Michelle comes back, and this is the beginning of, uh, Rachel's unraveling for sure, but there, I mean, the vibe in the room, as it, as it usually is, uh, is pretty tense, and, and, you know, that checks out to me, that checks out, it's weird to be, it would be weird to be around, uh, those people in that situation, but the way that people consistently, like, overreact to this situation just really, like, instills it in me that, like, the producers work fucking hard on this. What do you think is going on behind the scenes that, like, how are the producers kind of priming the women to, like, be their most fucking unhinged about this? If it were me, that were my job, I would, I would turn And this the... goes for, I want to say, sorry, the T.O., this goes for men in sure. the opposite position as well, not, not saying... Yeah, if it, if it were yeah. my job, I would, and I were one of the producers, I would have my headset off and I would turn the ca- very clearly have the cameras off, and I would be having like a fake conversation with another producer that's like, that's like basically raising the tension in the room. It's almost Dude. like making it sound like it's going really well. What do we do? We need to, we need to, you know, it's just almost being very open and uh, you know air quotes authentic because this is a fake conversation. But you are, but you are saying you're basically making the the remaining 
contestants on the sofa, you're you're just making them go in deep into fantasy land, sure, like speculation. Sure. That's just, really good. That's, that's really, really good. It's, it's it's a psychotic thought that that, it really but it, it would work. The crazy thing about you is that you, Thank you. like yeah, <laughs> Thank you. you would actually be a fucking killer bachelor producer because you're a fucking madman and you also. Um, are just an extremely likable. I, I feel like so many people just meet you and and bear their soul to you immediately. I'm in. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm yeah, in. you'd be great. Um, okay, so uh, he's excited to spend time with Bree. You know that because he says, "I'm so excited excited to spend this time with Bree," and he rubs his hands together like a fucking, uh, just like a scheming little fucking cartoon villain. He's so excited to hang out with Brie, which, you know, who Kinda. wouldn't be? She's fucking hot. Yeah, but it all, <laughs> turns out he was rubbing his hands like a villain for a reason. Because I think, I mean, retrospect, I did not think Brie was going home, mm. but I do think that he knew Brie was going home. I think so too, because, and this is what I want to talk about, she gets a fucking a fucking walking in the woods date, and she got the fucking ATV date, and this and, and the 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 jeep, the off roading dude, they keep like hooking her up with these like one, it's like platonic dates, but two, it's like this like kind of like rough and tumble whatever. Even though she said like she has said I'm like the least outdoorsy person ever, and I'll tell you like if I'm expecting to go on a date and someone takes me fucking hiking and we're gonna fucking pitch a tent i don't think so i don't fucking think so and it's not a it's not because i would never like it's not because i would never enjoy that but if i think i'm going on a fucking date and you hand me a walking stick hell no yeah it's rough it's rough and i do not think this was done on purpose like i think like i i don't think the producers were were dreaming up a supercut of all the all the dates that Brie was on that were all outdoorsy and, and and all active. I think it was. I think it's like a oh shit, what happened here? Yeah, I really do think that. As crazy as that sounds, but yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't think Brie was going home, but looking back on it, it's like yeah, Matt knew he was sending her home. I mean, he did say you look like Dora the Explorer, and it is hard to to fuck someone and and marry them after you kind of say that to them. I mean, well, speak for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, is that funny or not? They laughed like it was very, very funny. Is that funny to you? What I just said, or what they said oh, on the show? Oh, I know what you said was funny okay. to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What they said when she, when he said she looked like Dora the Explorer, they laughed, laughed, laughed. Yeah, I think it's because it was like. Like a like a little tiny, sharp like uh, like like branch of a conversation that it probably they probably don't ever talk about pop culture stuff. They probably don't mm-hmm. have any actual idea. Their sense of humor. Right. They talk about the same goddamn shit over and over again. Right, right. And so I think any small little glimpse into a sense of humor, even if it's a stupid one, I think is going to be. It probably tickles them so much. Yeah. Like speaking of which. How often do you think that they even talk about what TV shows they watch? Other conversations are like, so how are you doing? It's like, I know. And it's platitude, rough. platitude, platitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so it's almost like she was laughing at just the mention of Dora the Explorer, not that he thought she maybe looked like her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and 
it's also weird because I feel like I really saw this in this episode. This is sort of exactly what you're saying. Like, they, I mean, they've grown more sort of, like, transparent. Like, Chris Harrison even said in this episode, you know, he's he's telling them, like, the stakes of the fantasy suites, right, at the beginning, and saying, like, this is your time to, like, get down to logistics and, like, talk about, you know, what does your life look like and kids and stuff like that. So it's becoming, like, more open uh, knowledge that fantasy suites are used for that. But it's that's kind of, like, weird to me because they're sort of, like, acknowledging that this is the time that you navigate those things, like the one time when the cameras are off, while, like, insisting that this is, like, a real show about people falling in love. But, like, continuing to, like, like, like more openly squirreling that away. To, it's like, we want to fucking see that. We want to fucking see that stuff. It's crazy that we're not seeing that stuff. Yeah, well, here's a, here's a, a crazy thought for you. I agree that like we want to see that, that stuff, but do you think that that the majority of America wants to see that stuff? I don't think the answer is yes. I think you'd be really sad if you found out that most of America is probably <laughs> really satisfied with yeah. how the show is right now. It's it's almost like it's like it, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. It's just like a really quick in and out on on your boys' end right here, but it's very similar to when like an athlete tweets about politics and it's like stick to sports i think that people, other people say that not you you're not saying that. oh yeah, correct yeah, oh yeah, yes yeah, yes yeah. sorry thank you and like and they get dragged for that people are like stick to sports. it's like right. it's like i think that that's at play here kind of i think that if they were to do it's not, not exactly the same not the cleanest metaphor here but if they were to say if they were to go deeper to those things i think a lot of a lot of america would be like we don't care about your are you, are, mm. we, we'd rather we'd rather think that you're a christian yeah and that you're gonna live a wholesome life we don't want to actually hear you talk about that you don't want to have kids we don't want to hear you talk about how you think you might want to be in an open relationship or whatever the hell it is right, they don't right. want to hear those things and so i think that if they are being recorded and if those things are happening we're not being shown them I think you might be right here. And another thing, like, I think I think you might be right. There are a lot of people who straight up do not want to see that. I think there might be another population of people who, like, maybe think that they, like, and maybe I'm one of them, like, people who think that they want to see that, but the producers actually know better than us. Like, you don't actually want to see that. Like, it doesn't play out like you think it will, or it's not the, like, snazzy TV that you think it will be. I mean, you and I, uh, when we co-host the air sex championships when i co-host the air sex championships with you we have we have things about our show that people uh, sort of like insist uh, can i do with two people whatever the things are right and we're sort of like no like we know the show trust us this is like for the good of the show that this rule is in place or that we don't do it like that or that this idea that you have will not work like we can tell you right now it won't work yeah. It could be a thing like that. Yeah. You know, one of my long-standing ideas for this show that will never happen, but it's a fun thing to yell about at a bar uh, with a stranger when you find out you both watched The Bachelor, <laughs> um, is how much would you pay for a basically like a premium version of The Bachelor that was a lot of raw footage, almost Big Brother style. Uh, and I think most people would be like, oh, I'd love that because I'd love to see what they're really saying in, you know, XYZ moments, whatever. But I wonder if like, would you? Like, yeah, yeah. Would you or are we getting, are we getting the best possible experience here? And if we are, that in itself is kind of depressing. Yeah. 
There you go. On to the third date. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. One more thing I just want to touch on about Bree. Um, okay. Uh, like I said, he does have a couple moments. He at dinner, he's telling her about his conversation with his dad. I really liked. I thought that was really real. I was into those moments. The thing that Bree, she hit this like two or three times, and it really stuck stuck at me. Um, she said like. I have to show him what it would be like for me to be his wife. And then again, she said, like, I have to show him what waking up next to me would be like. It's like, I have to show him, which is just like a weird way. Like, like you're sort of like doing your little tap dance in an audition for him as opposed to like, we're navigating a relationship and like seeing if this would work. And I mean, that's very common on the show to, to, uh, to treat it like an audition or like you're it's yeah. very game showy it's very game showy i think it's also like yeah it's a symptom of the show i also think it's a symptom of like young people being on the show um but that was really weird and i i felt bad for her uh in that moment because and i also felt bad for her that she quit her fucking job i kept feeling bad for brie but simultaneously it was always lit. like it was still like even when she gets sent home um it's like I feel bad for you, but Bree, you actually don't even know that you don't even need this. Like you're the one of the four of you, the three women and Matt, that like need this the least. Yeah. <laughs> also, Bree gets my. Um, I, I I think about this every season. I, I do not I do not keep track of this. I could not tell you a history of who's gotten this award, quote unquote award. But Bree gets the award this year for like the person. Even though what you just said is true, I believe that she is also was actually really, really fucking sad. Oh like, yeah, like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it goes for you know men and women on the show. Like you don't always believe them when mm. they're upset. Right, and sometimes right, it's right. like no, you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed. Yeah, or you're yeah. mad, and you're not actually heartbroken. And I, I believe that you're right. That uh, yeah, that she doesn't need this, and she doesn't know that she doesn't need it yet. And I also <laughs> believe that she was actually really fucking sad. Perhaps yeah. the saddest person so far. Yeah. Probably sadder than the runner-up. I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the hottest person is also the saddest person. Ain't, ain't it the, always ain't, the way, ain't huh? Ain't that the way? Unfortunately Jeez. for yeah. Go to yeah. You look, and... look at the um the, the the magazine rack next time you're at the grocery store, huh? Say more. <laughs> <laughs> no, the saddest people are the hottest oh, people, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That joke made sense to me. Yeah, I think it was great. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm stalling before we get to uh, Rachel because I fucking hate talking about Rachel. Okay, Rachel is losing her fucking, slowly losing her fucking mind throughout yeah. the episode. She is unraveling quick. They did some devilish work on her, and she's losing it. And, and look, I... Um, you know, it's not that I, like, I feel self-righteous about... It's not that I, like, think that, like, jealousy is some, like, ugly emotion that you should... That you would never have if you were, like, enlightened or, or you know, whatever the fuck. It's, like, it's very natural to, to feel that way, and I don't begrudge anybody feeling that way, but you really do have to wonder. Like, it's just so... The moments like this are so kind of, like soaked in in toxic monogamy and, and it's not about like dealing with your jealousy in like a healthy way or like sitting with it or like trying to you know 
trying to grow in that in that moment like it's not rooted in growth it's really like this kind of like icky like I'm thinking about him being intimate with her you know like I don't expect everybody to and I don't you know I I wouldn't yeah yeah it's (sighs) it's it was hard it's hard to watch it's like and you know not the biggest fan of her either but she's also in a really and probably one of the worst places I imagine you could be as a contestant on the show. Notice I keep saying contestant. It's fucking know, true. It's, it's real. It's show, <laughs> they yeah. really are fucking yeah, contestants. Yeah. Um, but it's like, she, if she were to tell him how she really feels, even if her feelings were flawed, you know, she would be like, look, I know these are bad feelings because I agreed to this show, but here's how it made me feel. It's like, she has no way of coming out of that looking good. Uh, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you're just, you're just kind of screwed for having these feelings. You're not, you're not being, um, you're not really set up in any way to to come out of this in a in a healthy way. So hopefully, it's always a bad move. So yeah. So hopefully, he already likes you enough because, or or you, you know, I I don't talk this way. So this is like I'm kind of like being uh, I'm kind of being uh, facetious here. But it's like you better figure out like you better shut up. <laughs> you better like like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you better keep it hush hush or say yeah. the exact it, right get amount get a grip on it which yeah. is not a great place to be in a relationship it's really not <laughs> yeah yeah it always it does feel like a bad move it feels like you know watching watching the people in the horror movie go into the basement but then you know sometimes it's like somebody equally sort of um dumb is kind of like on the other side of it and you get like like it's like Whenever that move is made by a contestant, it's, 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 they're hoping for, you know, they want the reassurance. It's either a suicide mission or, I mean, they're going into it hoping that it's not that and hoping that they get, they want to hear from the person that, like, it's them, you know, Uh, or, or words very, very close to that. And, and then sometimes it's somebody sort of, like, equal, like, they play into it. Sometimes the lead is someone who, like, like I don't know, like Colton or like Ari. I don't know. A lot of the, a lot of the recent male leads for sure, uh, have been people who like. It's very clear, like, oh, they really love how into them this person is. You know, like it's more about that. Um, so that's what it felt like. Did you feel like that was what it happened here? Yeah, it, it's it's felt like for a long time that for whatever reason she's already won the show. Yeah. It's, and I think if you were to, and I do not recommend that anyone ever does this, but if you were to go back and rewatch these episodes, <laughs> you would probably, it'd be like watching, it'd be like watching like the Scream trilogy or again, or the, um, or uh, uh, Shutter Island, that you're like, oh, I see it all now. I see it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like all these Sixth times, sense. all these times <laughs> where where she just kind of got a pass for some reason, or you know, so it was just, yeah. It's so strange that it's fucking her. I mean, it's felt low energy with her since the beginning. She's so one note, and I mean, I said this like going into this episode. We, I mean, being like 15 or 20 minutes into the episode. It really felt like, I mean, we're hearing sort of the the state of all their relationships from their in the moments and things like that. And I was just so struck by how sort of like, yeah, just kind of like dull and low energy this feels. I mean, there are like, 
like there are connections on this show usually when you get to this point that like do feel sort of like explosive or or you know like like Zach and Taisha last season it's like whenever they were together like it was sort of the, the you know the energy it was an uptick it was like a you know it was yeah. kind of a burst of energy and these I mean all three of these relationships they are kind of like gushing dreamily about how they feel about him but it's it's in this like so like I'm in love with Matt and I just I feel ready to tell him that and you know like it's just like bleh. yeah it's uh it it feels like if this were if this season exactly as is if this season were the bachelor's like second or third ever season the show may have gotten canceled yeah just based off of how of how boring these connections are and it doesn't seem like anyone is good at the show. The villains were... I mean, I don't want to go back through the whole thing, uh, but save it for your wrap-up show. <laughs> but, like, the villains weren't good. The The best connections weren't that good. The most romantic mm-hmm. moments weren't that romantic. The, like, the most... There's a fucked up shit in between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, the most scandalous things, like, within the the world of the show, not counting the, the outside of the show. Right, right. The most scandalous things weren't really that scandalous um or, or actually maybe some of them were kind of but just overall it was just like just kind of a dud it was kind of a dud yeah in the world of the show now this is i i kind of have a problem uh you're right i'm a i'm a grinch about fantasy suites about a lot of the relationships on this show i also have a problem with sort of like centering i think <laughs> Maybe being a little self-righteous, maybe centering my own experiences uh, in relationships and sort of, like, taking those as, I don't know. To me, this is what I want to ask you, like, I guess I, I keep thinking about, like, is it, is it, are they, are they in love? Like, is this a different way that people can be in love? Because I'll tell you, like, I feel like my, my times when I have been, like, falling in it you know like my experiences of like being in that new relationship and like the most important I think people to me have been like it in the beginning it just it so feels like like goo goo gaga like this is a fucking steam locomotive and it's fucking it's fucking rolling and you fucking get on or get out of the way you know Uh like there's no fucking stopping it so I guess I'm I'm wondering like like can this I don't know have you ever had a relationship that's like sort of a slow burn like this and how did that sort of like affect your feelings about like like was that person right for you to be with at that time to me this is not an experience that I relate to at all like sort of this like kind of slow burn quiet like just building a stable thing and maybe that's you know maybe that's the yeah. bad thing about me Ooh. and another thing is uh, you know someone could take what I just said as like, well, what do you, what did you want them to do? It was a pandemic season. It's like, uh, yeah, you know what? Give them, give them the best dates that have ever happened on the bachelor and like run it like, 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 like run the season back with all those best dates, the best locations, the best trips. I think it's still, I think it's still the same season. Yeah. It just looks better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just replace falling over in a Jeep with, you know, with like, I don't know, skiing in Aspen or whatever, you know, it's like, it's still the same boring people having false connections that are trying way too hard. 
and I don't look good doing it. And yet, you dragged me into this. Oh, and I cannot wait for next week, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we get to the final rose ceremony, and uh, Bree's out. Bree is out. She's gone for con. I do not get it. Yeah. Um, and not that I thought that she was going to win, but it, it just, you know, a season like this, you kind of have no choice but to, you know, like overanalyze the like, second and third place and, you know, the biggest, you know, there's all kinds of other like peripheral things that you want to like, that you want to break down and talk about because it feels like the winner has already won the show. Yeah. And it just seemed like Bree deserved to be the runner up. Yeah. And, and I mean, she really take. You're right. She must have been. She must have been really fucking sad. I totally believe it. It it made it suck to to think about her saying she quit her job for this. And she really, yeah, she really. Uh, I don't know. She took it in stride. She really. Hey, Bree. I'm gonna tell you something that my therapist said to me. Listen up, Bree. It's gonna be good. You have a PhD in grace. Ooh. Ooh, my therapist said that to me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. About a, about a very specific situation, uh-huh. not about uh, me as a whole, a whole person <laughs> in general by any means. <laughs> so yeah, um, Bree, you have a PhD in Grace. We salute you and and. And you had the best dresses in the whole season. Best fucking dresses. Oh, that way. black Luke at the her black dress at the end was. Smoking hot. Bree, we will miss you, but you will not be gone for long. I'm sure we will see you. Bachelor in Paradise. Fucking everything. I have an announcement I'd like to make. The floor is yours, babe. Um, I've been watching Bachelor for a long time. Something I do not do is I don't really get involved with the with Bachelor people on social media. Yeah. I'm going to follow Bree. Really. I'm going to follow Bree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and uh, not not because not because I like loved her work, but I think that I'm actually kind of interested. Like in this moment, right here, right you now. You love to like follow a, a stray a stray bachelorette. I do. Uh, Who was the other one I followed? Uh, Caitlin. Well, yeah, but Caitlin's kind of like Tasha. Caitlin's a monster star at this point. Okay, Caitlin. But and I Tasha. did. I followed Tasha like years ago. Yeah, yeah, in Colton season. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I know. You love to, like, just hitch on to... I, I love it. It's a selective move. You're right. I don't I don't engage with the, with the socials of all them, too. Just, like, not super interested. But I, I like your style. And, Brie, I, I, will, I will use your code for goji gummies. Um, <laughs> I, will, um, I will support you in that way. Yeah. This I promise you. Wow, that's beautiful. Chris, thank you for supporting me in this way, which is... Coming on the pod, not once, but twice. Who knows? Uh, there's a lot of season left. Only one episode, but in this season, that's a lot. I might not be done asking you to come on this show. Who the fuck knows? Hey, I'm, I'm, ready. I'm ready to do it if I have to. Thanks so much, Chris. Y'all, my name is Julia Delois. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to recap the finale. This was Bachelor Theory.